When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And uh, have you ever seen a start to an NRL season like this? Here we go. We're six rounds into the competition. Uh, the Broncos sit on 10, and then there's uh, a, a group of six teams on eight, including the Storm, um, who uh, are perennially at the top of the table. But uh, it also includes the Dolphins, the Warriors, and the Titans. Now, I'll give you any any money you like that at the start of the season, people were not naming those three sides uh, in their top six at this point of the season. But that is exactly where we sit. Uh, we haven't got Vossi this morning, but we have got his uh, sidekick. And uh, we're really privileged to welcome uh, Greg Alexander to the show. Uh, of course, Brandy has been so busy um, on radio, but uh, also on panels on uh, Fox and, of course, uh, in commentary as well. Uh, so he's got uh, absolutely uh, the full knowledge on what's been going on over the weekend as well. Uh, Greg Alexander, thanks very much for joining the show and giving us your time. Smitty, great to chat, mate. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Brandy, have you seen, mate, have you, have you seen a, a, a start to a season like this where pretty much every result is, is uh, unpredictable almost? Uh, it is, yes. No, I haven't. And we've naturally, we've been talking about that over here as well, just how... How tight the games have been. We've had a, a string of golden point games, I, th I think five already, five or six already. Um, not much in the games. We're getting upsets even the weekend. We had the Dolphins beating the Cowboys when no one gave the Dolphins a chance because they were playing the Cowboys in Townsville who were searching for a bit of form themselves. We've had uh, the Raiders knocking off the Broncos, the undefeated Broncos, the Raiders who had 50 put on them the week before against Penrith. Uh, get up there to Suncorp playing the unbeaten team, and, and roll them in what was a great game. So we've had some fantastic footy. Uh, it's been close footy. And as you said, Smitty, there's a, a number of sides that are sitting in the top eight now that no one would have thought. But we've still got a long way to go as well. Yeah, there is. A, it's a heck of a long, long way to go. But if we go way, way back to uh, the start of uh, the round, of course, it was a four-day, a four four-night round because of the long weekend. It was a storm beating the Roosters 28-8. Uh, and all of a sudden, you just kind of think that um, Craig Bellamy might have found the recipe here for the storm this time. He's done it a few times, hasn't he, over his two decades at Melbourne. And you write Melbourne off at your own peril. Um, I, I've I've always thought I know they're in my top four, the Storm, and they were were before the season. If they if they can keep their key players on the field, and they welcome Jerome Hughes back after spending a couple of weeks out through suspension, but if you've got a side with Harry Grant at dummy half, Jerome Hughes at halfback, Cameron Munster at five eight, uh, as long as you get the pieces around them doing their jobs, well, they're good enough to win games on their own. So uh, it was a disappointing performance by the Roosters who were, um, you know, I, I thought many gave them a chance to go down there and um, and get the points. But they were, yeah, they were flat uh, after being good the week before against the Eels. And the Storm were too good. Munster is the, I think he's the best player. He's the most dangerous player with a football uh, outside structure footy. And Smitty, if you, you know, players um, and teams 
have their different sort of shapes that they run where the second man plays and the, the little the, the little plays that they put on, but they're all well rehearsed and they, they work a lot at training on those. Outside that, Cameron Smith, uh, Cameron Munster is just the best player because he can create something out of nothing. And there's not many players in the comp like him. Um, and when he's on, when he's playing well, um, whatever side he is at whatever level, whether it's Australia or Queensland, they're very hard to beat. Cameron Munster sides. Um, he's, he's, he is that good. Right. Let's uh, look at um, the one you mentioned before, which. Uh I've, I, I won't say they're my second favourite team, the Dolphins, yet, but I, I will say I'm amazed at what he, uh, and, and when I say he, Wayne Bennett, has been able to put together result-wise in such a short space in their history. 32-22 over the Cowboys. Massive result. Yeah, what, what they've been able to do, what, what Bennett has been able to, um, you know, pull together after missing out on big names. He, he signed a lot of players, you know, some you thought, well, they're, they're prob- they've certainly played their best footy. Um, they're experienced and that will help a side, you know, come together quicker than uh, some rookies, but, you know, pass their best footy. And there's a, you know, a number of uh, forwards that are... Um, well, he's getting the best out of them. So you can't, you probably can't say they're past their best footy, but that's how they were viewed from most people in, in the game. Um, you know, and they've got young halves and they, they lost their half in Sean O'Sullivan. So they've got, you know, Isaiah Katoa, who's an 18-year-old boy from, you know, they signed from the Penrith Jersey flag team, who's now their, you know, now their number one half because of the injury situation they've got. Uh, yet they've won four games, Smitty, and, um, you know, they've been able to beat the Roosters, the Cowboys up there, uh, to get themselves to eight points. And Bennett has done a, a masterful job. Um, uh, and and when you when you think about it, you go, well, shouldn't have doubted him. You know, he's been doing it for, for that long. Should not have doubted uh, his ability to pull this side together. But still, it's it's pretty special what he's been able to do with a side that most people had running last. They won't run last this year. You know, I don't know what happens over the, the course of the season. And as we said, it's, you know, there's still a long way to go. But what he's been able to do in, in the opening six rounds, get get his team four wins, that's very special. And, you know, shouldn't have doubted him. Right, let's uh, look at the, t- the table at the moment. Has the Panthers second on there, 44-12 over the Seagulls, who probably are questioning their defence because they've conceded 76 points in the last two weeks. was not a great sign. But when we look at the Panthers, are we saying something like normal transmission resumed? I, I guess so. I guess so. And it's because they lost some pretty key players in Coruscant and Kikau. You know, Kikau's been the best back rower in the competition for the last few years. Uh, Coruscant is, um, you know, if he's, he's, he's in the top three hookers in the game. So you lose players of that calibre. Uh, it, it, it was no surprise to see it not just click into gear automatically. And they, they were beaten by Brisbane by a point. They were beaten by the Eels by a point. Uh, so they were their losses. Uh, then they've, they've had a tough start to the season. They beat South. Uh, but the back end of the game against the Raiders in, uh, in round five was pretty spectacular. And then they repeated that again against the Seagulls in the opening 40 minutes, Ian, uh, where they were, I, I think it's the best 40 minutes a team's put together this year, 32-0 against the Seagulls, who most people think the Seag- Seagulls will finish in the eight this year. So uh, it's not as if they're playing a team that, you know, will, they think will, uh, you know, be struggling. So 
that performance was was pretty special. Dylan Edwards scored four tries, and it all worked. The left side, the right side were, were as deadly as each other. And, you know, the, cup, the players that they've got that have come into those positions, Zach Hosking, uh, relatively unknown, only played five first-grade games before he got to Penrith, but uh, he's 25. So it's been a fair bit of time in, in the lower grades. Uh, started with Newcastle. Went up to Brisbane just looking for a chance. Played a bit of Queensland Cup with the injury problems that the Broncos had last year. Got a few few chances. Played four or five games for the Broncos. Makes his way to Penrith and all of a sudden everyone's going, wow, look at this Zach Hosking. Um, he can play. And I, uh, Sony Luke, who is a Penrith junior and um, was part of our un- 2015 under-20s winning side, which contained the likes of Cleary and Luai and a number of others. Sony Luke then left Penrith and battled his way around a couple of clubs. Uh, didn't play first grade during that time. Came back to Penrith as a 26-year-old last year to play a bit of footy with St Mary's and uh, got a chance. And now he's now he's doing a great job um, as the replacement for Appy Corusau. And so you know, a couple of replacements for the players that are missing are certainly doing the job. Raiders, 20, Broncos, 14. I'm sorry, uh, but when I did my picks, I just couldn't have that. Well, you're not on your own, Ian. There would have been very few people. There would have been just the the, the most ardent Raiders supporter, and even a few of those would have been thinking, I I think the job's too big for the Raiders. But from from the opening set with the ball, you thought, oh... Wow, that's that's a good set they've put on first. There's there's still 79 minutes to go, but that's a good start by the Raiders. And then the first set in defence, they restricted the Broncos to 20 metres and, and Brisbane kicked the ball from inside their own 20 in the first defensive set that the, they, that the Raiders put on. So you thought, OK, the Raiders are here to play. They were embarrassed last week against the Panthers. There was a lot of talk about a lack of pride in their jumper. And they're too good a team. They've got too many good players in their team not to have a response. So probably should have seen it coming. Maybe not a win, but certainly a better performance. But that better performance, Ian, turned into a win. Uh, And it was a pretty spectacular win too. Because they had to... The Broncos looked like they were coming to get them in the the second half. But the Raiders kicked again uh, and held on in what was a, a very good game of footy. Certainly unexpected the result, but something that the Raiders mm. needed, who were sitting one of one from five coming into that game last week. Yeah, still second last, but uh, better signs for them uh, there. Uh, right, uh, let's get uh, the one, of course, which is a massive focus on this side of the Tasman, uh, Brandy, and that, of course, is the Warriors' performance against the Knights. Knights at home, 34, Warriors 24. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say I won't say they were brave in defeat, but they were better in defeat than they would have been last year. Ah, true, very true. It, it's a diff. It is a different side. They're, they're, there's a different attitude amongst this group of players, um, and the coach seem. Andrew Webster's doing a terrific job with them. And uh, Smitty, when I was over there in New Zealand um, in December, I, I when I was when we we're in Auckland, I I went to Mount Smart Stadium and uh, met the team. Met met. Uh, you know, Andrew invited me to come over to Mount Smart Stadium, which was the first time I'd been there in 26 years. So from the day I left in 1996, I left the Warriors to come back to Penrith. Um, that was the first time I'd been back to Mount Smart Stadium, which was great. And I, 
uh, met all the new players and got to see what the Warriors were doing in terms of and they, it was a pretty special day that I arrived on because it was their cultural day. And they were talking about, with the new players at the club and the new coaching staff, they were talking about what it meant for them uh, to be a warrior. And I got up and had my say about what it meant to me to be a warrior. And because so many of those young players, there was young players there that didn't even know I played with the Warriors. Like, you know, we're, mm. we're going way back and my I'm just so... Um, identified with Panthers that there was, you know, Tamari Martin said, oh, Brandy, I didn't even know you played with the Warriors. But uh, I, I could see on that day that I was there, Smitty, that, uh, you know, Andrew Webster was building something special. And there, there was something, there was a different feel of, of, about it. And whether it was, the you know, the new players and there's six or seven new faces in there, I think that's helped Andrew, you know, change what was... I, I guess, you know, the, what the Warriors have been through over the last few years, being stuck here in Australia, changing of coaches uh, constantly, uh, it looked like, you know, there was just this new, a fresh, a vibrant uh, attitude at the Warriors. So uh, not surprised to see them do as well as they have. The, the comeback against the Sharks last Sunday was spectacular. Uh, we interviewed, Vossi and I interviewed Andrew Webster a couple of days after that last week and just from the way he was talking, you knew that the travel and the away games coming to Australia a few times, it, it started to take its toll and I thought before kickoff, I thought, well, you know, if I'm reading something into this, the Warriors need to start well. They need a, 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 an even, a, a break-even share of possession Um and that didn't happen. The, the, the Knights mm. dominated early. They scored tries early. So the Warriors were always on the back foot, but they, they showed a fair bit of fight too. And there was a part in that, there was a period in that second half where they scored tries in succession very quickly. And I thought, oh, the Warriors, are, they're going to fight their way out of this. They, they didn't in the end, but it was, as you said, uh, not something that you'd praise, but something that looked a whole lot better than what happened last year. Okay, let's uh, look at um, a couple of issues. I've got a text just uh, come in, actually. Uh, I said, uh, can I ask uh, the difference between uh, Murata Nuyakuri hit-top tackle on Sifa Talakai, which uh, got two weeks, but he didn't do any harm, Phoenix Crossland, the hit-drop on Tamari Martin, who it looks like may well be out for quite some time, Greg, um, and um, that was viewed differently. So what are you making this hip-drop situation? Um, Ian, it's 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 at the moment it's confusing. Uh, let's. I, I think what we have to do when you're talking about hip drop tackles, what you have to do first is say the hip drop tackle is a dangerous tackle and it causes injury. And I think we've we, we found that out last year when Jackson Hastings uh, broke his leg off the back of the Patrick Carrigan hip drop tackle. Now there's all different types of hip drop tackles, and I think. The game is having a problem at the moment just determining what is intentional and what isn't. Um, and these tackles have been happening for a long time. Not the, not the intentional ones, but the ones that um, are by accident, where the, the defender is dragged through force of the attacker, is dragged and swung around just with momentum and ends up on the, backs, uh, on the back of the legs of the player, of the, the runner. Um, you know, I think we need to stamp out, certainly we need to stamp out the intentional ones where the player, you can see, has made a conscious decision uh, to come in from the side 
or from behind the player and launch his full body weight onto the back of the legs of the player. But um, at the moment, Ian, I think we're having a problem determining what's intentional and what isn't. Um, the unintentional ones, well, they're an accident. They, they're just sheer force of nature. They're physics. Um, you know, player running with force that way, player grabs him by the, the jersey and is either swung around or is dragged along from behind and ends up on the back of the legs, the lower legs of the player. So um, that's and, – and we'll keep debating this uh, for, for quite some weeks. It's a tackle they want to rule out, and I, and I agree with that. But, you know, how, how big a penalty do you, do you give a player when it's an accident, when, it's, when he can't help but land or end up behind an attacking player? So that brings to mind um, just the depth now uh, with the Warriors. I've got a massive game coming up this week against the Cowboys. They're back at home. I think uh, close to a sellout crowd, Brandy, to be perfectly honest. Uh, the I interest so, is, is, is uh, it's so high, the level over here. It's, uh, it's really, I think it's the best it's been. And I, I, just, I just wonder how significant now for momentum this game becomes with, with that home advantage, the possibility of Tohu Harris coming back. Uh, probably no Tamari Martin. Wade Egan's another issue. Uh, so I, I just, the significance for me in terms of momentum, how do you feel? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I feel exactly the same. And I, I think that's what, you know, that, that was sort of the vibe back in December. That was the vibe talk spoken about uh, at this session where everyone got up and had their say about Mount Smart Stadium becoming somewhere where visiting teams didn't want to play. So about making... You know, Mount Smart Stadium, a fortress again, and and really igniting the passion in the people of New Zealand for rugby league. And and as you said, it's you know four wins. Um, not many expecting how well the Warriors have started, but all of a sudden, it it you know fans come out of the woodwork, Smitty. Fans love winning teams, and and I'm and I've seen that happen in New Zealand. Like the Warriors, when they are winning. Mount Smart Stadium fills up and the chat is about rugby league and how well the Warriors are going. And I, I think New Zealand rugby league fans deserve a strong side and hopefully they can keep it going. But that's what they have to turn Mount Smart Stadium into a place where no one wants to come because they get mm. bashed up and they get beaten. Um, and hopefully they can do that this weekend to the Cowboys uh, who themselves are, you know, they're, they're in a bit of a hole themselves. they you know, many people thinking they would finish top four, and they certainly haven't started the season that way. So they'll be coming up, uh, over to New Zealand um, with a bit of a mission themselves to get their season started. So it won't be an easy one, Smitty, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping the Warriors can have recovered from the Newcastle trip, uh, rested, even though down a couple of players' injuries. Hope, hope Torhu Harris, um, you know, can get himself onto the field and hope, hopefully they get a win. Yeah, oh, I do too. Uh, just finally, Brandy, and I, I thank you again for your, your, your valuable time this morning. Um, uh, the restart situation, are you liking what you're seeing in the tackle restart situation? Uh, yeah, well, you know, there's always contentious ones, um, you know, but I, I think as a rule, I, 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 I don't mind it. I, I, I think it changed the game when, when they brought it in. And uh, Peter Vlandes and, and the commission decided to change some rules, tweak some rules, because what he was hearing was that the game wasn't attacking enough. Um, so, you know, there's always 
there's always little things that you're not happy, but as a rule in general, I, I don't mind it. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind it either. I think um, television sports have to flow, and it's certainly adding to the flow of uh, the NRL, providing it is uh, it is uh, supervised in, a, in the right way and it's consistent enough. Hey, uh, Brandy, as always, uh, terrific to catch up with him, um, my, my old mate, and uh, uh, enjoying your, loving your work that you're doing with Fox, and you're doing plenty of it too. Uh, I can see that. So, <laughs> cheers for your time, mate. Cheers for your time, and uh, thanks for your summation of what you saw over the last four days. Thank you. Good on you, Smitty. Good to talk, mate.